Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. You're tuned into the Roto Grinders MLB Morning Grind. I am Justin Carlucci again, filling in for Stevie. They let me back on the air, but this time I'm joined by my man Dre, Andre Alfred. What's going on, buddy? Good to see you. What's going on? Hanging in there, you know, trying to chase these parlays and see how we end the night on for a long couple round robins with these home runs. But other than that, I'm doing pretty good. Tell everybody what you've been working on over there, scores and odds. You know, everybody wants to make a lot of money really quickly, and you've been painfully close. Since the NBA playoffs started, you've been heavily researching same-game parlays, and it seems like you're inching ever so closer to really cash in on one of these crazy tickets, man. Yeah, man. Like, when basketball-wise, I was very, very close a few nights uh, I know the one night in the NBA Finals, game three um, or game four, whichever game it was, we were right there. We were literally just needed like a two-pointer from Jason Tatum and a, and a rebound from um, Jordan Poole. We were right there for cashing out a big one, um, and we just didn't get there. But I've been, I've been grinding hard with that, you know, putting a lot of effort, especially now with the MLB is in full swing now. Um, I've been putting together these, you know, these, these parlays that are realistic. Like I literally sit here and dig into the numbers and use a lot of the, the stats that we have here and our tools here we have at RG um, and, and make them come to life. I, I don't do anything that I don't believe in. And I believe in every pick that I make it. It's just always full. It just falls short sometimes. So, but this will be that one time where we blow it out the water and you're going to hit $4 million, they're going to wish, or whoever bet that night is going to wish they played that lineup that night. So I would say stay tuned and keep playing, and you never know what can happen. A dollar in a dream is all it takes. Keep grinding away there. I love following uh, and telling your bets you have uh, put up over there. Uh, check out scores and odds, guys. You know, there's there's trials you can have. Um, our premium picks are awesome. Most of your experts here at Roto Grinders are also involved uh, as premium pick experts over there. And we cover pretty much everything. Uh, Grant and I have been pouring in a lot of home run props and they've been really fun. And he just started his own uh, segment called Turd Bombs, where he's given some free video plays uh, per day, uh, every day. And he nailed a couple more today. He had a really good Tuesday. Matt Olson actually homered twice for him yesterday, which was big. Uh, today he had Christian Walker, who went deep. He also had Nolan Arenado at crazy odds, over 5-1. to one. So Grant is starting to get into a groove over there. Uh, I've They've been treating me fairly well, too. Uh, a couple big names didn't play in Major League Baseball on Wednesday. Mike Trout wasn't in the lineup. I wrote him up pretty early. Thankfully, that will get. Uh, that bet will get voided unless he pinch hits for some reason. Uh, and just for like other purposes, I didn't bet him, but Byron Buxton didn't play either. And he was in a really good matchup. His whole run odds were like within like, like less than two to one. It was like plus plus one seventy five, And I just can't bet a home run prop when it's like not even two to one on your money. I, I just can't do it. Um, but uh, you know, I also started a little article series of my own, and we have great free content on scores and odds where, you know, STL Cards and Noto and Joe Stero uh, and Tim Buell put out golf stuff, and Tim also does baseball props. Keith Eister does a lot of prop stuff over there for free. 
scores and odds under the news section. I put out a big article today with a bunch of my uh, hitting notes and some pitching notes and uh, some early day prop ideas. So mixed results, but pretty good. I had Ian Happ on there was targeting the Cubs uh, against Eikhoff and boy, like I, you know, where Eikhoff's going back down to the minors because Chicago just laid the smack down on Pittsburgh uh, and Hap and the Cubbies had a hit parade over there. So uh, good stuff at scores and odds, Dre. It's a ton of fun and uh, we love the interaction. Grant also has a discord channel called Grant's action lounge. Uh, in addition to chief's prop shop for RG, there's plenty of places to always get bets. Talk about bets with, uh, you know, people in the community and our experts as well. So always a ton of fun stuff here, but we have a weird little, day slate of baseball games coming up on Thursday pretty manageable uh set of games here both websites have the same lock time Dre the only difference is FanDuel is offering the Seattle Oakland game and DraftKings is not and that's a big deal though because in that Seattle Oakland game you have two really high upside pitchers uh Frankie Montas and Robbie Ray the Robbie Ray experience uh, are both on FanDuel so that will drastically change the landscape of both of these slates in terms of ownerships and how you want to attack things so talk to me about some of these pitchers here um on FanDuel you have Kyle Wright up at 10-5 and Clayton Kershaw at 10-3 and on DK it's kind of backwards not really a ton of high ceiling arms on DK. And of course on FanDuel, you have a couple more options, but not a lot to write home here about. Yeah, definitely not a lot to write home here about. It's it's, it's tough a little bit. Like, uh, especially if you're playing on uh, one of our sponsors um, for the season of uh, FanDuel, like 10-5, that price for Kyle Wright, I like it. Um, it's kind of interesting. I, I think I w- might be like, want to play it a lot. Um, play a lot of them tomorrow um, in tournaments because I don't think it'll be that on because I think people will be going to Robbie Ray a lot more at 10K um, in a matchup against Oakland. You know, Oakland tends is not it's one of the uh, worser teams in the league this year. Um, and Robbie Ray, I know he's, you know, he's he's had his moments where he hasn't pitched really well this year um, pretty much, but, but um but, you know, I think he's bounced back a little bit. And then Oakland just with the strikeout matchup, I mean, if we had to guess, if I had to guess what the lineup is, and if it was almost similar to what, what they put out today with, like, almost a 27% strikeout rate for the whole season with the guys that they have right now uh, pitching, then, then yeah, give me all the Robbie Ray I can handle, um, especially on DK as far as, like, QB priority number one. Um, and a guy like Frankie Montas, I don't know if I could get to him today. Um, I love the match we've know against Seattle, but he's had a rough stretch over the last two games against Cleveland and KC. So those matches kind of concern me a little bit. Um, maybe he's injured. Maybe he's not. I don't know. It's just kind of, it's just weird. Um, another interesting guy that I don't know, I think he's going to get a lot of like less on, like not hardly any ownership. I think it's Hunter Green. Um, like this guy, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like he he's a good pitcher, in my opinion. The, the strike, like the strikeouts look really promising from him. Um and he's but he's just it's just a match against the Dodgers, you know. That's what kind of just scares everyone. Even though they don't have Mookie bets, they're still dangerous and it's still the Dodgers, you know. So um, but those are the main guys I'm looking at. I don't know if I'll be paying down much for any pitcher 
necessarily tomorrow. Um, it's not really guys that the that interest me. Um, maybe I will obviously on, on DK, it's a different story where you have to play, obviously, two it's a two-pitcher site, so you have to play someone cheaper on that site. But um, I would try to avoid that as much as I possibly can because I just wanted to, you know, to my pitchers to have a put up a pretty decent score tomorrow. Yeah, you're talking about Kyle Wright and Braves pitching. I don't know what's going on with Charlie Morton. I was on the morning grind this, yesterday with TJ. And we talked about pitchers that won't be owned who were 9K or more. And I said I wouldn't play Charlie Morton in like small field stuff against the Giants at that price. They don't really strike out. Uh, But, you know, we did kind of mention that if you're playing large field tournaments, those are pitchers that no one's going to have if you're feeling froggy. He struck out 11 Giants. I I can't believe it. I mean, that lineup the Giants rolled out only have you know, like what one, two, three, four, six batters who have a 20% K rate or less this year against righties. So I think that's a bit of an anomaly. I mean, Morton strung together a few really good games. So I, I feel good about Morton like being back. I, I have my reservations about using Kyle Wright against the Giants at that price, though. He right, I mean, was cooking earlier in this year, and we've taken advantage of him on scores and odds in really favorable matchups where he was going up against high K teams and stuff like that. And his stuff is there. Don't get me wrong. Uh, The swinging strike stuff's been a little less appealing the last handful of games, but he's had some favorable matchups lately. And he right just really hasn't strung together like high ceiling strikeout type games here. I do think Robbie Ray is going to carry the most ownership on FanDuel out of those high end guys. And honestly, it might not even be close. I mean, love Clayton Kershaw, you know, one of the best pitchers of our time, Dre. Um, Only a couple starts back, you know, uh, K stuff hasn't been fantastic. As much as everybody was trashing the Reds early in the season, they don't have like egregious strikeout guys in that lineup. So I don't know if you're going to get the game you need out of Clayton Kershaw at his price. So kind of just by process of elimination, I'm like, man, I really forced to play Robbie Ray here. Uh, the unfortunate thing about that is it is truly a roller coaster ride with Robbie Ray. Gives up a ton of hard contact, ton of fly balls, strikes out a lot of guys. I mean, he could be cruising for five innings with like six or seven Ks, and then it all unravels and he gives up like five or six runs, doesn't get you the quality start, you know, uh, loses a ton of points in one inning. So I think if I'm multi-entering, I definitely want both sides of that Seattle-Oakland game on the small slate with Robbie Ray, but also also anticipating his ownership maybe having some leverage stacks with the A's. Oh, I completely agree with you with that. Like, uh, I can see both sides of it, like you said, the Robbie Ray experience, and, and especially in tomorrow. Tomorrow's like the perfect day, especially like you said. If he's on FanDuel, because he's only on FanDuel, if he's going to be popular, I'm definitely gonna have. I would. I would definitely have like a few sacks, even though it's Oakland. Um, I think Oakland sucks. I don't think they're good this year. But you gotta take some shots, even at it, just because the ownership of Robbie Ray and anything can happen. So I, I agree with that call there. You know, it's. I'm not exactly sure where the ownership's gonna go on DraftKings without Robbie Ray. That's that's a tough one. Um, I think I'll go to Kyle Wright, honestly, or Alex Wood, um, especially Alex Wood against like these Atlanta Braves still 
own the highest strikeout rate um, in the Bay in baseball right now. So um, on both sides of the plate. So I would still think that they would, that Alex would be viable a little bit. I don't know how much though, but he hasn't, he hasn't pitched much, but if he could get like five to six strikeouts, I think he'll, he'll be fine, but it probably will be Kyle Wright. I think number one, followed by Wood number two. I think on DK, we might not even see a super crazy ceiling game. I just have reservations out of all these high-end guys that I'm okay with Alex Wood and maybe like more of a a median game out of him as long as he gets the win, pitches six innings. Uh, you know, he's not striking out a ton of batters. We know Atlanta is going to roll out a ton of righties against him. He's only striking out 21% of righties, so... Uh, it does worry me a little bit, but he's only given up a, a 122 ISO against righties. He's been really good. He doesn't give up fly balls. Less than 30% of fly balls this season, both sides of the plate. Um, 31% hard hit rate against righties. You know, not the worst. Um, so I think Alex Wood can like do a little better than survive on DraftKings. And uh, I think you could make ends meet with him at 9K. You know, saving twelve hundred from Kershaw, saving nine hundred worth of salary. You know, going down to Wood from Cal Wright can be a world of difference on this slate, which is only six games. So I, I think I'm with you with Alex Wood on DK. Then you just have a couple of guys who, you know, Dakota Hudson is mm-hmm. getting ground balls at a sixty percent clip and. He's going to have one or two games where he just gets babbipped right out of here. He, he doesn't strike people out. He's 8,300. His ERA is really good. You know, his his normal metrics look fine. I just don't know if I can pitch Dakota Hudson. I'm definitely not pitching Dakota Hudson on FanDuel. And below him is Jose Quintana, and the Cubs are hot. And, I, you know, he's not going to probably throw enough innings to get you a quality start. Just thinking about FanDuel, I don't really want to play either one of those guys to be honest with you yeah i can't um i, I don't mind dakota on dk just because it's right seven four um i think that's appropriate a little bit um i'd rather take my shot with him um it's either to me when is doing the spending down is either him or a guy like plezik um, against minnesota but i don't know how much i want to do that either um it's it's, it's tough it's really, really tough. Uh, Jose Quintana, though, is just not an option, especially in Wrigley. Uh, actually, no, they're in Pittsburgh, my fault. But the weather is supposed to be um, – well, the winds are blowing – supposed to be blowing out tomorrow um, and about 74 degrees and 54% humidity for what we're looking at right now. But I'm not the weatherman. Listen to Roth in the morning about that. You'll have a better idea of what it, is, what it looks like um, over there. But um, – I just can't do it. I can't see myself rostering him at all. Um, I'd rather just take the chance with Dakota, but even then, it's still tough. It, honestly, like I, it, it might be either a day where you want to take the take what you can from like the upper tier guys like Alex Wood, Kyle Wright, um, and Hunter Green and Clayton Kershaw on DK, and maybe play a little bit down for a guy like Dakota. Um, other than that, I don't see anyone else that I would have maybe interest in on DK. And FanDuel, those guys, like, the colors is too expensive, uh, plain and simple. Um, so is Plezik. But 
but we already know that. And then, like, in question, it's just going to six innings get that quality start, like you mentioned, which is very, very, very important on a site like FanDuel. Definitely want to check out the weather and make sure it's not very good for hitters in this Chicago-Pittsburgh game. Piggybacking onto my next take here is that I don't mind Justin Steele in this matchup. Uh, I know Pittsburgh called up O'Neill Cruz, and they have some really fun young hitters, and they have some guys that like to hit the ball far, like Daniel Vogelbach. But I don't hate the lefty matchup here for Steele on this slate. Like, we're really don't have a ton to work with. I don't mind his price. If it's really good hitting weather, maybe I, I'm taking it back a little bit here. But Vogelbach, terrible against lefties. You know, he has a .057 ISO since the beginning of 2021 against lefties. He might not even be in the lineup. Uh, Brian Reynolds, a decent sample size here, .164 ISO. You know, not great. So I think, you know, maybe getting Vogelbach out of the lineup um, or if he's forced to stay in and be terrible, um, you know, Reynolds not really looking like it's a decent side of the plate for him. This lineup doesn't scare me. Love O'Neill Cruz. Love that he's leading off. Love that Pittsburgh was willing to let him do that tonight. Um, always a threat. But looking at these lineups that, that Pittsburgh could roll out, I think Justin Steele's in a decent spot. And, and folks, we are getting more. Every time I'm on the air, someone's giving me fist pumps. We're, we're throwing hands in the air. And I'm getting some live action here. I don't have any TVs going on right now. What is happening in these games, Dre? Oh, boy. Nah, I just – my home run called the day. Um, Low-key, uh, just Jesse Winker just went, just went yard on a two-run home run. So that helps out my parlay. I think I'm up to like five out of ten now or six out of ten. So I'm happy. So All right. Big hit. Winker trying to turn around kind of a like miserable – season he's been having um i did take george kirby over four and a half i tailed our guy keith eister um today so he's at four k's with 60 pitches hopefully he's able to cover that easily we'll see but man we've seen some track meet games the last two days cleveland's up by minnesota 11 to 10 now that's like a preseason football score <laughs> what is happening here so that's interesting that both of these Teams are absolutely crushing the ball. Anyway, don't I don't mind Justin Steele. I like that lefty matchup. Um, all things considered on this garbage slate that we have. Other than that, Kyle Freeland could be serviceable away from course. Career splits wise away from home. His ERA is under four. But we're really throwing darts here. You know, Miami's been respectable at times. I don't want to go any lower than that. Zach Plezak's going to carry ownership against Minnesota. I don't understand how he survives game after game, game after game. He doesn't ever, he doesn't have stuff. He doesn't strike anybody out. He had one strikeout against the Dodgers, two strikeouts against Oakland in six innings. Um, I mean, he has some K stuff here earlier in the season, you know, struck out eight Orioles. That's fine. But, Eventually, I just feel like Plesak has to get hit. He might be the the super chalk value guy because, like, he's getting by and he's only sixty one hundred on DK. Do you have a take on Zach Plesak? Zach Plesak. Um, I 
I mean, on DK, his price is what you said, sixty one hundred. I, I thought about it. Um, the weather's going to matter for that one specifically for him, for me, in, in my opinion. Um, I really think like, like when you look, I wasn't high on steel, but then after well, when you were just talking about him, I started looking more into his numbers. Um, like Zach Fleasing's only at fifteen percent this year, uh, strikeout rate. Um. <laughs> on the season. He's giving a lot of hard contact to both sides of the plate. Uh, a lot of fly balls also to lefties. While Steele at least is having like it's, it's like striking out lefties at like a 30% clip, you know? So I'd rather take a chance on Steele. I understand the price of Zach. Please, Zach. Um, it makes a lot of sense to to want to play him at that price, especially on DK. Um, and he can give you a decent score. So um I don't mind it. Um, it's just I, I just don't know. I just don't know how much I'll be on him. But honestly, it's probably not going to even matter. I think if especially if they all finish in the same range. So, and they all probably will finish around the same price uh, range. So, saving the money makes sense theoretically. But I I might I would play. So here's how I would do it. I guess I would play Zach. Please Zach. But I'm gonna have my exposure will probably be at the field. I'll be over the field on a guy like Steele. That's the best way to explain it. Yeah, Plesak has an xFIP over five. He's only striking out eleven percent of lefties, and he'll get enough tomorrow or today, whatever day it is, against Minnesota. Um, like you said, giving up fly balls, giving up hard contact. He's like Houdini. I don't know how he's getting it done. Uh, since the beginning of 2021, let's see what please, Zach. Let me get these numbers right in front of me here. Since the beginning of 2021, yeah, fly ball rate, 37%. That's fine. Hard hits, well over 40% both sides. Still wasn't striking anybody out. He just finds ways to, like, survive. He's like a younger version of, like, what Zach Grinke is now. <laughs> like, you know, he's thrown 40% fastball. 30, he's throwing 44% fastball, 35% changeup to lefties, which makes sense while he's putting away none of them because 80% of his pitch mix is fastball changeup. You know, that's that's not going to work. And to righties, it's fastball slider. So he doesn't really have that third pitch, and I just am shocked that he doesn't really ever get pummeled. But never say never. Never say never. I mean, the Twins scored 10 runs without Buxton tonight. Um, I'm going to be hunting for a home run call. Oh, God. I got my home run call from that from this game already. I'm writing it down so I don't forget. All right. Is it Buxton? That's a cop out. It's Buxton every day. Freaking laces up the shoes, right? <laughs> you can. Yeah, for sure. But I like Max. Like, I already picked him tonight. He went yard tonight already. But Max Kepler, again, <laughs> that ISO against the fastball. Yeah. And you know, Kirillov's been good too. I I talked about him on the morning grind. He had wrist surgery, tried to come back like two months ago, was not playing well, needed more time in the minors, was destroying the ball in the minors. Now he's back up. He's a guy that books are going to give you generous odds and he has power. So I think they're both really uh, interesting. And uh, against righty fastballs they have pretty low ground ball rates and we have decent sample sizes so like the twins like i don't want to class myself as a zach please because you know what 
at that he'll probably survive again just to spite me and do his thing and pay off his price. But if we see like a 20, 25% ownership number on him, you could bet like my interest would be in some of these in like full stacking Minnesota, at least having some shares to it. So um, that's a good segue. We talked about a lot of pitching here, I guess in summary, like Robbie Ray is the highest upside. He's also terrifying. <laughs> Sounds like you like Kyle Wright um, on DK and as a pivot to Robbie Ray on FanDuel. Hunter Green, you're right, has the stuff. Seems to always get hit pretty hard. Um, I think Alex Wood. I, I like the matchup. I'd take my chances on him uh, on this slate too. And it sounds like I talked you into Justin Steele a little bit. <laughs> did yeah. I summarize that pretty well? Yeah, you definitely did. Like I, like I'm like I'm looking at Justin Steele's and I'm like, oh my god, it's like I don't like the guy. I don't think he's. But that that strikeout percentage, 30, 30.9% to lefties. And if they roll this, I don't think they're going to, they can't roll the same lineup that they have today because it's one, two, three, four, five, six lefties in there. They're definitely not going to roll that out tomorrow. Like, let's, but hold on. They, that's what they roll out. Hold on. Let me look at this real quick. Hold on. Let me, are you serious? No. If they roll the same lineup, lineup out tomorrow, who Pittsburgh? Yeah, like I, well, Chavis and Hayes will be in there, but yeah, but for the most part, it's still like that's just two minus two of them, but there's still a lot of strikeouts in there. Like, right? I, it's 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 tough to not like steal a little bit after looking into the numbers a little bit. Yeah, we'll gladly take Chavis and, and his thirty percent K rate. At the expense of getting Cabrian Hayes in, who doesn't strike out a lot. Um, I can't imagine Steele, and like prop wise, I can't imagine Steele opening up at a super high number. So if we see Chavis in the lineup, like my guess is probably like four and a half or five and a half or something. Yeah. Like that. And his fly ball percentage is not as high as everyone else's. So I could deal with that. Okay. Cool. Uh, we kind of segued into some bats talking about uh, Minnesota uh, and Zach Plezak. Uh, we only have six games on DK, seven on FanDuel, so uh, I think it was worth trying to navigate through that ugly pitching a little longer than we typically do. But uh, we'll open this up with the 12-10 Eastern game, Colorado making the trip to Miami. Uh, a name we didn't mention, Braxton Garrett, because neither of us are likely going to play him. Uh, baseball such a strange game. You know, never got into the sixth inning so far across three starts he put up 22 dk points against houston go figure uh, but he has had a tough stretch you know uh since he's pitched this season he's played san francisco at houston at new york mets three teams that don't strike out a lot especially against left-handed pitching uh colorado does strike out more away from cores they're not as bad away from cores so maybe I'm willing to reconsider here and maybe the jury's still out on Braxton Garrett because he's had a really tough stretch. So maybe I'm willing to have a couple SP2 shares of Braxton Garrett, not to totally backtrack, but after I realized who he pitched against um, and not that the Rockies strike out a ton, but I'm not scared of them away from cores. They're not good away from cores. So I wanted to throw that in here too. So do you have any Braxton Garrett interest? And then talk to me about any bats in this game. No, I'm not going to take a chance on Braxton Garrett. I'm, I'll, I'll rather wait to maybe later on in the season um, before I decide to play him, honestly. Um, I'm, yeah, there's something I can't do. I, I can't do it right now. <laughs> Even at the, the price is appealing, though. I'm not going to lie. It's just something I can't do. I get you. Uh, so, I don't know. You're going out of your way to, like, target any bats in this game? We know Miami 
Uh, was missing a couple pieces. You know, Jesus Sanchez is back uh, in the lineup. Um, so that's not an issue anymore. To me, it's not screaming full stack this game, but I understand there's some power pieces on each side. Yeah, I'll, I'll, it's definitely, you can, I think you can full stack this. Um, I would do more so the top half of the lineup, though. But this, the way Garrett's been pitching this year, um, granted, he's he's only striking, not really striking out a lot of um, lefties at a, well, striking out lefties at 22% compared to righties at, at 12%. Um, and then allowing just a lot of hard contact on both sides of the plate and the fly balls, especially to righties, is, is crazy. It's ridiculous. So, um, I, I I like taking Colorado to I would not mind taking Colorado today. I like them in tournaments. They're not going to be as high on today too. So uh, guys like Daza, Rogers, uh, all the righties, CJ Chrome, like uh, uh, Elias Diaz, Grichik, and Grichik if he's in the lineup too. They these guys is guys I'm going to target and want to have in my lineup, especially going against Garrett tomorrow. And obviously Blackman, you can never go wrong with him. Um, even though it's lefty lefty, I think he still has a chance to um, have a good game, good showing tomorrow. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how this one plays out. Um, I guess I have a slightly different take. I probably won't be super invested in stacking. Um, I don't mind singling some bats out on the small slate. There's been plenty of worse pitchers than Braxton Garrett, com- like comparing his minor league career as a whole uh, through. F- five seasons and many different levels. He has a 3.9 ERA in the minors. Done a decent job of limiting home runs. Of course, you know, different animal pitching in the bigs, but he has had a rough stretch to open up. So I don't know. I, the more I'm looking at this game, the more I'm, I'm personally, I have a different approach. That's why we do the show and I'm probably less inclined to, to stack this game. Although um, I, I don't see either team's, uh, hitting ownership, getting out of control. No one plays the Rockies outside of course, typically. Um, so I'm curious to see how this one plays out. Um, I'm more in favor personally of maybe having a couple more uh, Braxton shares than I thought about 20 minutes ago. And that I looked into it, but yeah. So for me, not a ton of bats in this game, you know, you're still seeing course field prices with, with a lot of these hitters as well. So uh, that will be a, a good large, large field tournament move to have maybe one or two teams with Colorado having their cores prices, but it, it's not for me. Uh, let's move on, if that's okay with you, to the San Fran-Atlanta game. Oh, let's go with the Miami side real quick because that's a good side. I try to weasel my way out of there. <laughs> that is a good side of the game. Uh, what? Why would you try to weasel your way out of that? Going against Kyle Freeland? Talk to me. Oh my gosh, like Miami should put up another, like how much did they put up today? Like 10 runs? If they don't put up 10 runs today against Kyle Freeland, I don't know what's wrong with what's wrong with this world. Like just everyone in lineup is good in a, in a good position. Birdie, Chisholm, Solar, Cooper, I can go down the whole list of the lineup and just, I like everybody here from Miami. I, to me, you can stack this team tomorrow. And and if they're not gonna be high on either, I'm I, I love it. Kyle Freeland is not pitching well at all this year. His ISO is horrible, his K's are horrible, his fly ball rate is horrible, his hard hit contact is horrible. Only thing he has a decent <laughs> amount of is limit is, is limiting his walks. So he's horrible, is what you're saying. Yes, he's horrible. 
we didn't even mention him in picture because we already knew how bad he was. <laughs> so to me, we might as well just just load up on Miami tomorrow, fellas, guys. Just load up on Miami. That's all I gotta say about it. Well, one of us is gonna be right, one of us is gonna be wrong. I, I don't know. I guess I'm indifferent. Uh, if I if I multi-enter on Thursday, I kind of want both sides of this. There's a lot of strikeouts in that Miami lineup still. I, I don't know. Freeland can maybe survive as a DraftKings play, or maybe he'll just be terrible. Like you're, like you're right. He's not walking anybody, and he's not striking anybody out. That ball's going to be put in play. He gives up a lot of hard contact. Doesn't give up a lot of fly balls, which bodes well for him as a pitcher. Uh, but, you know, still giving up a fair share of line drives. Isn't good against righties at all. Um, and there are a lot of right-handed bats in that lineup. So I totally I totally get where you're coming from. I guess Jorge Soler is probably my favorite bat on the Miami side. Uh, dating back to the beginning of last season, he has a 303 ISO against left-handed pitching and a 44% hard hit rate. So uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um. But, yeah, I mean, I think you can probably get some decent ownership on the Marlins. Most slates you can get decent ownership on the Marlins. So you might have an ace up your sleeve if if you uh, intend on going overweight on them tomorrow, Dre. I like I like it. I, I, I If no one's going to be on them, trust me, I will. Uh, cool. Atlanta and San Fran. Let's see if I have totals on these games yet. Let me check here. Uh, anyway, you have Alex Wood and Kyle Wright, two very talented pitchers. Uh, should be a good one. There's been some pretty good hitting weather in Atlanta the past week, so it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, yeah, got a nine and a half total on this game. And just to backtrack, the Miami-Colorado game has an eight total right now. So nine and a half total for Atlanta-San Fran um, with two pretty good pitchers. So maybe that's implying... Uh, that we might see some runs and some decent weather. But, you know, regardless here, you know, are either one of these pitchers more attackable than the other to you? Honestly, this is tough. This is a tough one. Like, I I don't really want to attack either, but I don't, but I feel like I should want to. Um, but I probably won't, honestly, like, if I, if I do, it'll be a mini stack, but I, I just I know the weather's going to be nice there, but I, I think I just might just stay away and just and just hope that the game goes under the total, which I think it can um, here in this spot, even though it's nice hitting weather. I think the pitching can so somewhat dominate here a little bit on both sides. Um, Alex Wood is just the only guy that I would worry about a little bit, but and I would attack him. Um, it's catch twenty two because we love them because of the price and the fact that Atlanta strikes out. But the problem is Atlanta when sometimes when they don't strike when they don't strike out, they're putting up good runs. They're putting up a lot of runs and they're hitting the ball really well. So uh, it just really depends um, on what you think and how the game's going to go. But I'm probably more inclined to just not take no one from either side of this game, honestly. Yeah, I mean, there's a decent total on it. I mean, I'm willing to leave some some solo power bats. You know, if you're running like a 4-3 on FanDuel, you know, I'm okay with Acuna. Pretty much anybody on Atlanta you can run as a one-off other than like one or two guys. Um, 
San Fran is tough because as I talked about last night, they play the platoon game more than anybody. So the pinch hit risk is always super high. You know, they're going to throw as many lefties as they can at Kyle, Wright. Uh, Luis Gonzalez lefty was scratched tonight. Uh, well, Wednesday night. So something to keep an eye on. Wright has been, you know, he might not be having that K stuff that he had earlier in the season, but he's still striking out 26% of lefties. He is rolling over well over 50% of ground balls to keeping a ball on the ground. It's just hard to pick out. It's hard to stack against Kyle Wright with the giants because not only is Kyle Wright keeping the ball on the ground for the most part or striking out hitters when he's not that I worry about the pinch hit risk a lot when Wright's day is done and Atlanta gets into that bullpen. And then if you're looking at some of those lefties um, and they're full of them, you know, Peterson, Stremski, belt, Lestella, like, Crawford, tons of capable lefties, but I worry about like they have no shame. They'll they'll pull anybody in the seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth inning to get the platoon advantage at the plate. So I'm with you. I I don't think I'm more prone to play an Atlantic stack. Of even you know as much praise as we gave Alex Wood, and if we're multi-entering, just because of the sheer talent, and they're not getting penchant for you know those guys can all break a slate for sure. Uh, but I I kind of like both pitchers. Um, in the spot tomorrow, despite the nine and a half total. I mean, you look at that Atlanta team though, Dre, uh, and we saw Rodon pitch really well. And of course it's Carlos Rodon, but a lot of good numbers against left-handed pitching um, dating back to 2021 Acuna 304 ISO Dansby Swanson 219 ISO Matt Olson uh, in the lefty lefty still wax him. even William Contreras in like a 70 plate appearance sample size, pleasant surprise for Atlanta 322 ISO against lefties. So if I'm picking a side here, I, I think I'm taking the Atlanta bats for some exposure. Yeah, definitely. That's a, I, and I agree with you. Like I meant, like, I think we both agree on that. Like just take Atlanta. Um, they've been, they've been playing pretty um, well, well and better lately. So that's one thing we can say about them, and that's one thing that they have going for them. So I like it, and I would just continue to ride that for sure. Um, they're not going to be high-owned either, I don't think, in tournaments. So they will be definitely probably a little bit contrarian for sure. Agreed. And anytime you can have a team that talented who likes left-handed pitching, regardless of who it is, it's it's good to have some exposure for sure. Oh, definitely. Uh, moving on here, Dre. Uh the Dodgers and the Reds, and we briefly, briefly talked about Clayton Kershaw, talked about Hunter Green a little bit more. Two pitchers I love watching pitch uh, in real life. Hunter Green's electric. I think he is going to keep figuring it out and uh, eventually become, you know, a number one or a number two for sure. So uh, he does give up hard contact, though. We know he gives up hard contact but the strikeout stuff's been there regardless. So I got to give him kudos because he's been hit hard in a couple games, but he still bounces back and is able to you know, strike out a bunch of guys despite not a perfect ending line in the box score at the end of the game. 472 XFIP for Hunter Green. He is shown to be a little bit reverse split so far. Uh, 341 ISO against righties, uh, opposed to a 148 to lefties. He's walking a decent amount of batters. Fly ball pitcher, giving up hard contact, though. I feel like this is a game of cat and mouse for Jekyll and Hyde. Is he ever going to put it together? And, and why would it be against the Dodgers if he has that complete game of getting the strikeouts and not giving up like three to five earned runs with it? 
Um, listen, this guy's not. We we were, we talked about that already too. He's not going to be that high on either on that side of the ball. I mean that side of play either. Um, so I, I love taking both sides of this too. I yeah. love him agreeing to tournaments just because what he presents in the upside, 30% strikeout rate, but he's, but everything else he has to work on and get better with. But um, I'm willing to risk that against the Dodgers, which is tough to say, but I think the right thing to do. Um, the strikeout, but, but, but the Dodgers, without Mookie Betts, I think they still find a way to get this done. They, they, they're just a good team. Like, they have, they're just loaded, like Turner, Freeman, Will Smith, Muncie, Chris Taylor, Justin Turner, Bellinger. Like, like we still, I still can't believe Bellinger's batting seventh, and 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 he was just an MVP like two years ago. Like, it, it, why? How? How? The Dodgers, you know, for saying that they just you know put Bellinger at the seventh hole just because they got so much talent. And he's like not even their best player anymore. But it's just crazy. But I love the Dodgers tomorrow. They probably will be one of the more popular teams in this spot against Hunter Green, just because of the like I said the hard contact, the fly ball rate. Um, so I definitely don't mind getting on both sides of the game just for the, just for that part of it, strategy wise too, just to be a little bit different um, and take Hunter Green because. Hunter Green could still have a good game. He's played against he's faced these Dodgers earlier in the season too. And didn't pitch too bad. Um didn't didn't pitch too bad against them. And I know we don't want to look at a um earlier stat date, um uh, earlier statistics and hold them like with such high value because that's not who you are right now in this very moment. But I I think that he can still have a good game and a good match um, in this tough matchup. But I do love the Dodgers and there's a reason why, obviously, with the way everyone is and who they are. I, I, I agree. I want both sides of this because both ceilings are really high. Um, and Hunter Green has had some really good performances and some really bad performances. I mean, he's had a handful of games where he hasn't given up any home runs. Uh, and then he has a game against the Brewers earlier this year where he gave up six barrels in it, which is a huge number. Uh, but I agree. He's a guy who really throws two pitches himself, really is going to have to develop a third pitch eventually. But his stuff is so electric that, yeah, he he could break the slate or the Dodgers could break the slate. My two favorite bats for the Dodgers, I think, as of now, are Will Smith and Max Muncy. Uh, like them quite a bit here. Will Smith has always been kind of reverse splits himself. So Will Smith might be my under the radar. I don't know. Is it under the radar? Maybe it might be turning into one of my home run calls here. Um, and it's very po- it's possible on this slate that you get like two or three solo shots from the Dodgers in some weird in some weird realm of existence. And maybe Hunter Green can be optimal if the Dodgers hit the ball. But you're really asking for a lot at that point. You know, as much as Kershaw's K stuff hasn't been great and he's on his way back, um, he's still a guy who can really control the game. Talk to me uh, on the flip side of things here. Or first of all, do you have any favorite Dodgers bats, or do you just kind of want to stack them different ways? Right, they're just loaded. I'm looking at this ISOs, uh, like home runs. Uh, like I'm, I'm just right now home run calls tonight, and going to get them in tonight because the odds are going to be out in a little bit. I love Freddie Freeman today. Uh, I love the Dodgers as a whole, but Freddie Freeman today, he should crush again. His 
just for him in general to uh, the the hard hit contact, um, the ISO against the slider and and the fastball, yeah. more specifically fastball. It's just it's just crazy. Um, it, it, it just just give me Freddie Freeman all day, even as a one off. I like Max Muncy again. Um, those are my top two Dodgers. I would be trying to. I would try to get in as one-offs or definitely in my stacks. And like you said, Will Smith as well. But, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's doing so well. Yeah, this Dodgers team really does hit right-handed pitching really well. And, uh, well, again, we don't know weather or anything. So it can yeah. either bode well for this or, or maybe not. But you know, Great American Ballpark is a decent hitting ballpark as well. Uh, that being said, you know, Clayton Kershaw, Speaking of great pitchers of our time, uh, he's on the bump for the Dodgers, as we discussed previously. And I just have a hard time wrapping my head around wanting to play any of these Reds. I don't know that I'm going to. <laughs> uh, you have any thoughts here? Unless Let me check out some prices here. Unless there's anybody like ridiculously cheap, um, then I'll consider. Yeah, me, I I think it's gonna have to be a no. Um this this other teams I'd rather roster out here today. Like, granted, it's a small slate, so they probably will get some love, some ownership, but and they do have a lot of power in their lineup, but I still don't think I could do it. I'd rather just play some other teams that are in other spots um that I like today, um, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I'm seeing plus 185 dogs on Cincinnati. So it seems with a total of nine. So it seems like Vegas likes the Dodgers to put some runs on the board. So, uh, you know, makes sense to me. Uh, Let's move on here. Chicago and Pittsburgh. We kind of talked about this in our little pitching breakdown. So I don't know that we have to spend a ton of time. Um, Justin Steele's a, a tough matchup for Pittsburgh. Depending on this lineup, are there any? Is there anybody in that Pittsburgh lineup you're looking at here? The top half, Bailey. That's it. Brian Hayes, um, Brian Reynolds, Chavez. That's it. Maybe, maybe I'll even roster uh, Diego uh, Castillo. I, I can see this team as like more of a mini stack tomorrow than anything, but that's really it. Uh, I maybe even will take Cruz as a one off. I mean, Cruz too, um, because he's been performing well this, since he's been brought up um, into the majors. But other than that, I'll just play mainly the top half of this lineup and use it more as a mini stack, and that's it. Unless this is like a crazy weather, yeah, weather edge game, a great premium tool, by the way, Kevin Roth's weather edge tool. Um, I'm not interested outside of O'Neill Cruz, who's still too cheap if he's leading off. Again, that being said, if this is if there's a big boost to home runs and total runs, if it's if it's hot, uh, then I'm then I'm interested in Pittsburgh. But unless that's the case, I'm really not. Uh, on the flip side, with the Cubbies who do have some power bats, I mean we've seen them on display here. Uh, Quintana, as much as it just sounds like a terrible idea. he doesn't really like give up the long ball. His Achilles heel the last couple of seasons has been like walking batters and throwing a ton of pitches. Like his strikeout stuff's kind of decent. So I'm not sure about the Cubs. Let me hear your thoughts. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, he hasn't really been given a lot of fly balls and hard contact, but that's not the only thing you can look at. Um, I think he's not that good against righties, as as we can see. He's only striking out 17% of righties. Um, decent with ground ball rate. Um, fly ball rate's limiting to it, but give a, a good amount of hard contact. Um, the ISO is really, it's it's a little high for him, but nothing too crazy. Um, and this lineup, can, this lineup, he can, can he get through? Yes, he can, but um, there's just a lot of power in the top half uh, with, with Contreras, Wisdom, Happens, who who I think can hit a home run or two today. And these guys also rested because they they were up by so much today. They took like some like some of these players out the game, like after like two or three at bats. So I I it's hard. It's going to be hard to not like Chicago tomorrow. Um, they and I wouldn't be surprised if they're one of the top, definitely the top three stacks tomorrow um, on this slate as far as ownership wise. Um, but I see why it's very, very, very realistic that they can get there and should be up there. It just really depends on how the weather shakes up a, a little bit too, I think. But they're a good stack tomorrow. I love, I love them all. Yeah, I mean, I like these these power bats the Cubs have. Um, you know, Price has slowly caught up to them. Um, for what it's worth, Quintana's velocity was down a tick his last game, a little bit, nothing crazy. Um, but I, I think it's more of a. I think the Cubs are probably a mini stack for me or one-offing power bats. Again, if this is supposed to be a crazy hitting weather game via uh, our weather edge tool at Roto Grinders, then then my tune changes and and I'm gonna take advantage of uh, of some of this weather and, and take a shot at some of these bats here. Uh, Quintana has given up five home runs in his last two games. He's was he's given up the long ball recently. Wow, he's you know he gives up barrels, so I, I don't mind the mini stacks and the one off, regardless of weather. But um, I don't know if I'm full stacking this team if weather is just average. He's given up nine barrels in the last three games, so you know. He's striking out at a decent clip, but when like when the hitters are connecting, the ball the ball's going pretty far. So I'm with you. Wisdom, Hap, and Contreras kind of headline uh, my Cubs potential exposure here. Anything else from this game, or you want to keep going? Uh, we can keep going. I, I, yeah, uh, yeah, just keep going. I like wisdom a lot tomorrow. Yeah, I, I like that call. <laughs> he he he's, he smokes left hand pitching he's typically. Smart. He's gonna probably hit another home run. His ISO is crazy. All right, cool. Early, 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 early home run call from Dre. I, Gotta love it. I really, yeah. I've given on like I've said at least on this pod at least three or four. So yeah, I can make a parlay with that around robbing that and have fun at it. <laughs> that that game's at an eight and a half total right now. Uh, we'll see if it climbs in the morning. The next game here is Cleveland and Minnesota, and we kind of talked a lot about this game earlier. We talked about the Twins. Zach, please, Zach, keeps getting by. So what are you doing with Minnesota on Thursday? Uh, what am I doing with Minnesota on Thursday versus a guy like Zach, please, Zach? We're assuming Byron Buxton will play baseball Thursday. He should play baseball. He didn't get, I think it was just a day of rest for him. Um, I I like I like them still. 
even with Bucks and Mac. Um, they're just in a good matchup overall. There's like Arias, Buxton, Correa, Kepler, Sanchez. Like he's pleasing like, is horrible against the left-handed pitching. I would let me left-handed hitters, 11% strikeout rate, at least uh, presented so far in a year, uh, 37% fly, uh, fly ball rate, 35%, uh, 37%, sorry, fly ball rate, 35% ground balls, only 7.6% walk rate, um, which is not too bad compared to what most people, um, which is still bad, but not too bad um, compared to um, the um, others I've seen. Um, that, that are in the major so far this year still. Uh, hard hit contact also is at 43%. Hearts is off 33%. Sorry to list all those stats, but he's not good against left-handed pitching. I mean, left-handed hitters and Arias, Kepler, Kirloff, as you mentioned before, should have a field day. They yeah, should I, have a field day. I, I like all those twins hitters, and I'm hoping that maybe what goes around comes around and things catch up to please Zach finally. Um, especially if he's popular, I'll be playing more twins on the flip side of the game. We didn't talk about guardians bats too much, but smelter left-handed pitcher doesn't strike out righties. Um, doesn't really strike out anybody, but he's only striking out 11% of righties. Given up 42% of fly balls to righties, 39% hard hit. His ex-fip is almost six. Not good. Not good at all. Um, he's throwing eh, mostly fastball changeup to lefties here. Uh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. He's throwing fastball and 40% changeup to righties. That, that's interesting here. Um, regardless, you know, I, I have to wonder if Fran Reyes is ever going to get it together and start hitting the baseball. I'm assuming he'll be in the lineup. If there's ever a time for him to connect, it's going to be against a lefty that doesn't strike anybody out with an XFIP that's almost six with decent hard hit stuff to righty. So uh, it, it can Fran Reyes finally start hitting the baseball as summer is in like mid swing here? I think he can. He he had a home run. I think the last last time he played. So, um, if I'm correct, so I was think- it a fluke? Are we gonna get this toward stretch from him? <laughs> no, I hope he's hot. I I hope so. I think he can turn around. This is the perfect time, at least, to turn around. Like this is you can't ask for a much of better than a, of a layup matchup or a better matchup, I should say. Um, Framo Reyes, I think, is um in a great position where he should be able to bounce back and have a good game here. Um, like you said, hardly striking anyone out. If Jose Ramirez is ISOs at 307 for against like his pitch on a fastball, which he throws to righties 27% of the time, and he throws most of the changeup, but I just I don't know. I, I just feel like this this whole stack is good, but I just definitely, definitely think that Fremo Reyes should have a, a, a good game against there if he's in the lineup for sure. I like them as a mini stack more so though than anything. Um, but honestly, I actually I, I would I want to surprise I would surprise people and I would take them in tournaments as a full stack because no one I don't think will be on them like that when they should. If we, if we think about it now that now that we bring it all out, especially if we look at all these numbers here, look at play IQ tomorrow, and if it shows the ratings of what I think they're gonna show, 
no one will be on this team like that. But like you said, the strikeout rate is not high. Um, he's still giving him a lot of contact. So and, and it's still and it's a lot of hard hits too. So I, I would take my chances with them as a full stack. And I like Reyes. I love that call. I like Ramirez as well. Rosario, uh, uh, Gonzalez, Miller, uh, and a couple other these guys here. Yeah, you know, it's no one ever wants to full stack this lineup because there isn't a lot of power in it, especially when you take Josh Naylor out against lefties. I'm assuming you do. Yeah. And even if he even if he plays, his his ISO, his numbers against lefties are terrible. Um, so but on this slate, it's such a small slate. It could, you know, you get a couple of home runs and you get some decent scores with just ball and play and guys with multiple hits, that, that could win you a tournament on this small slate. So I do like uh, the call with Cleveland. A typical Fran Mill Reyes line, last game he played, by the way, one for five, a home run, four strikeouts. I mean, that is about as much, that is that is peak Fran Mill Reyes. Um, but again, you know, if you get a homer for him and, and a homer for Ramirez and, the re- you know, the rest of your stack, you know, RBIs, runs, hits, you, you have upside to maybe take something down on, this small slate. So I'm with you with Cleveland. The guys you mentioned are, are probably towards the top of my list too. Um, I don't really have anything else for this game. You want to head on and close this thing out? Yeah, let's, let's get there. Yeah. We got one more game on DraftKings, Then we'll quickly talk about the bats in the Oakland Seattle game, uh, Milwaukee and St. Louis, two teams. We love playing offenses from it's really hard to target against Dakota Hudson. Cause he gets like 60% of ground balls. Like he's just not a guy that gives up home runs. And if he gets knocked out early, the Cardinals bullpen is typically pretty good. So uh, it's a pass on me for the Brewers. I don't know what their ownership's going to come in at, but they're just other parts of the slate I want to attack. I don't mind taking the shot on them. They're not going to be uh, high owned. Um, I sound like I'm kind of like playing a little bit of everybody, but I promise you, I definitely am not. Um, but some of these guys are in good spots against him. Um, I understand he doesn't give a lot of fly balls. Uh, he does, but he, he doesn't strike out people a lot, too. And all it takes is just this. It could be a slate where it could be low scoring, where there's not a lot of home runs on the a, on a, on a, on a board today, which I hope not just for betting purposes. But if it's not, um, all these guys can hit. And I know this, the strikeout rate uh, percentage is – High for all these guys as far as the lineup total and individually for the most part too. Well, uh, with majority of the guys having a high strikeout um, percentage this year, but against Hudson, who only strikes out batters at thirteen percent, fourteen percent to righties and twelve percent to lefties, and the walk rate of thirteen percent to lefties and eight percent to righties. I'll take my chances against this lineup that they have right here of Yelich, Urias, Tellez, uh, uh, McCutcheon, Renfro, Navarez. It's and Willie Adamas will hopefully be back in the lineup tomorrow too as well. So it's like I, I love this. I don't. I I love this as a tournament play, um, and hopefully they can just rack up the hits and just bring in a lot of runs that way. They just keep hitting the ball, keep getting on the base bases and keep going from there so that would be my sneaky team uh when it comes to uh, a stack tomorrow running it and hoping for it to go off like that you know that spider-man gif or meme where he's just pointing at himself like there's two of them where it's like oh 
I feel like we're looking at Dakota Hudson and Jason Alexander in that picture. <laughs> He's given up 29 hits in four games, only eight strikeouts and nine walks, zero home runs. He's giving up. It's just, this is like almost the same picture in my eyes. Extreme efficiency with getting ground balls. He's obviously hasn't pitched a lot, but he's, getting righties to roll into 63% of ground balls. Um, can, can this guy sustain this? Like, can Dakota Hudson sustain that on the other side? I, I don't know. Like, but it's not going to happen every game. So I, I get what you're saying for sure. And I think it's applicable. It's a big word. I can't believe I just used that uh, to both sides. So the Cardinals have been hot and I'm looking at like sinker ball pitcher here, Jason Alexander. I'm looking at the Cardinals uh, who are really swinging the bat pretty well. And according to Plate IQ, I, I don't have a problem with with playing these Cardinals. Um, he's he's getting a five percent whiff rate on his sinker. He throws it two thirds of the time to righties. Like uh, eventually, he's just not going to have his A game sinker ball ball in the ground game. And I think we're kind of making the same case that both of these teams could be good tournament plays here. Five percent whiff rate. If I know that ball's in play, like I'm gonna take my my chances with Goldschmidt, Arenado. It blows my mind. This guy hasn't given up a single home run. He's given up a ton of hits. So if you're looking for a, like you said, maybe it's not a crazy scoring home run slate. This is the ball in play, like full stack game as a whole. I think. Yeah, I completely agree, and that's why I like both these teams to to um, pick them tomorrow to go at it like that in a way. So. I would I would definitely target him for that purpose alone, and um, and even then they still have the upside to hit home runs because they're both are in good spots where they can. So um, I, I like it altogether. And Goldsmith is a great call to tomorrow, um, as well as um, Arenado and a couple of these other bats. And both bullpens are pretty good, which always kind of stinks, but you know. It doesn't totally deter me on this slate. It's you know, a really small slate here. One more game on FanDuel, Dre, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Oakland and Seattle. Uh, Jesse Winker and company sound like they're helping you out. Uh, helped you out on Wednesday night. You know, uh, Frankie Montes on the bump. Okay, what are you doing with this game? What are you doing with this one? I don't know yet. I'm trying to still decide. Um I kind of like Frankie Montez has not been good his last two games. Like, and it's basically want to stack against him, but how realistic is that going to work out for me on tomorrow? Not, I don't think that much. So I might use this as a spot to take some one-offs in here. If anything, like, like guys, guys that have some, like that have a little bit more power in this matchup. Um, but he's not getting a lot of fly balls. He's getting a good amount of hard contact. So I, I guess I guess some of the lefties like uh, Winker we mentioned before, like the power, more the guys that are power guys like Winker, Suarez. Um, I'm just hoping that you know they go off or something. But other than that, I probably won't be rostering a lot of this team. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think more of my interest is going to come from the Oakland bats because I'm anticipating a really high ownership number on Robbie Ray. And I think I want to get some of that leverage with Oakland, even though that lineup 
isn't great, but I mean, Sean Murphy checks out. I mean, Robbie Ray gives up fly balls, gives up hard contact. You you all you, you get those games where there's mixed results, like I talked about earlier, where he strikes out eight to ten guys but gives up five earned runs or something. Sean Murphy, I mean, checks a lot of boxes here. Great lefty fastball hitter. I know you're looking at our plate IQ tool as well. 432 ISO uh, and a 30 BBE sample size. And I, I, you know, people have uh, the sample size truthers are going to come from my head here, but like in this database, I don't mind a 30 batted ball event sample size. I don't necessarily care for 10 or whatever, um, but I'm willing to put a little stock into that. And, you know, Sean Murphy not only has a 432 ISO, against left-handed fastballs, but he only has a 20% ground ball rate. So when he's been connecting, the ball's been up in the air. I might have just talked myself into like a home run call if it's decent odds, by the way. So I'm starting my Oakland exposure with Sean Murphy. Okay. Yeah, and honestly, I don't blame you for that either. Um, <laughs> like Robbie Ray. I mean, Sean Murphy's probably like, what, how does he, how does Sean Murphy? I don't think he's that old. Do you think he's old? old? I don't know. I, I, I got to look. Let me go. I don't think he, he's 27. He's, he's younger than me. Oh, he's 27. Yeah, younger than both of us. He's young, man. But he seems like he's been on that team forever. He's, he's, their, he's been their best player, I guess, yeah. for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Uh, Although I know Chad Pinder has a cult following, and they'd probably beg to differ. But <laughs> uh, I And actually, it's funny because I do have a – Side story, I do have a friend that actually, someone that I know that actually works in the um, Oakland A's organization. So shout out to, shout out to Carlos. Hope he's doing well out there in the Bay. But um, I I like Sean Murphy today. Um, I would definitely like playing him against Robbie Ray. Like you said, the, the walk rate is still high that he's giving up. The hard contact is there too, along with the fly ball rate to both sides, but definitely on the right side too. Um, Murphy is definitely a good home run call, I think. Um, I, I like it, I, I like it, and I don't mind, like I said, stacking against him because he's gonna be stacking against Robbie Ray too, just because he's gonna be popular. Like, this is this is a small slate, anything can happen. Um, Robbie Ray can get blown up, and we saw Gary Cole get blown up and at a spot that he shouldn't have gotten blown up in, so. Anything could typically happen on, on any given slate. So I, I like taking a few, little bit of the shots against this against uh, Robbie Ray and having like maybe 5% of exposure to, to Oakland as a whole. Um, as a stack-wise, that's it. But it's either stack or nothing or stack or Murphy, and that's it. Cool. Uh, that wraps up the main slates for both sides. There are a couple of good night games that aren't on the main slates, Houston and New York. Good one there. Uh, Philly and San Diego and then Baltimore and Chicago. So before we get out of here, give me your favorite stack. What's that new game they play? If you have one stack that you're playing for tournaments and you want to take it down, who are you stacking? Uh, hit it with hit me with it before we get out of here. Who am I stacking? If I have one stack to take out a tournament. That's kind of a tough one. But I'm going to say this might be – actually, I don't even know how far off the ball this, off the wall this is. Um, and it's tough because it's contingent on not only ownership but weather. If there's super weather like hitting conditions that, you know, let, let's just say things are fairly normal across the board weather-wise. If it's fairly normal, then I kind of 
I kind of feel like I, got, I have to go with, and this is only if Buck if Bucks is back in the lineup. Um, actually, no. Matter of fact, I'm gonna go say I'm gonna say Chicago, the Cubs. I like it. Cubs Rady's getting a Jose. Yep, I think I think Cubs to me Cubs. It's like one A one B for me. So the, the other one B team is gonna be uh, Miami, but that's it. Those are the only two teams. Yeah, I, I like that Minnesota game collectively. Two pitchers that don't put anybody away, give up hard contact. But I do think the Dodgers have the highest upside, so they're my pick. Just so many guys that hit righty as well and could break the slate against a guy that gives up a lot of fly ball and a lot of con and a lot of hard contact. Uh, I love Hunter Green. I mean, I want both sides to that in my pool for sure. Um, but as long as ownership's not crazy, and I don't think it's gonna be, that Dodgers are my pick. Uh, well, we just rambled and got through a an ugly disaster of a slate. I hope some of you guys found this beneficial. Uh, we talked through a lot of this here, and I think it. I think uh, things are adding up a little bit better than it did previously. Uh, Dre, got anything else before we get out of here? If not, tell the people where they can find you on Twitter. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Drizzy twenty six underscore DFS. Um, go over there, go check me out. If you got any questions? Any concerns? Want to know anything? Pick my brain on stuff. I'm always available. Just hit me up in the DMs and I'll respond to you when I get it. When I get a free moment, um, and check me out on scores and odds. I will be giving out my parlay probably first thing in the morning. I'm probably grinding it out like four o'clock in the morning once these projections start coming out and everything. So and have that ready for everyone uh, before uh, the lineup. I mean, before the day gets started, these and these teams start to play. Cool. That wraps it up. Thanks for tuning in to the MLB Morning Grind. We appreciate you. Let's win some money. And for Andre, I'm the Looch filling in for Stevie. Good luck and have a good day.